0: Thanks for listening if you haven't already you can subscribe at my best 11 pod and leave us a five star rating you can find us on twitter and instagram at my best 11 pod email my best 11 pod at gmail.com
1: Welcome to another episode of My Best 11 Podcast. Um, I am a massive fan of the player we've got on today. Um, love watching him at the club. Um, love still following um, his career. Obviously, second time around when he came back to Luton. Um, we are lucky enough to have the ex-Charlton, Wigan, Luton, Leeds and uh, Preston um, playing him back at Luton as well arguably Luton's most successful captain as well in history, looking at decorations he's won and things he's lifted. Uh, we're lucky enough to have this week on Kevin Nichols. How are you, Kevin? Hi, guys. I'm good. Good to be on. Uh, some good things about the show. Thank you very much. And as always, across America, we have Marvin Johnson. How are
0: you, Marvin? I'm good, Andrew. I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm excited to have um, one of my closest friends um, on the podcast Kevin Knack Nichols, as I call him, um, Nick Knack. is his, his nickname. I mean, I'm not sure too many other people call him that, but I mean,
1: I'll start just asking honest questions. To you both, who's the funnier guy out the two of you? Because I mean, you both you both seem to love a good laugh and a giggle. Which who's the funnier one? I
0: I think it, I think it's like Nico would probably just edge on pure madness because of the, he'll he'll do the unthinkable. Whereas, I mean, I don't like literally go that far, and some of the things we... I mean, I don't even want to repeat on here, because it's, I mean... You told me Andrew, you stuck no, red inside what, Tony Thorpe's undies. Listen, that, that's nothing. That's that's small that, fry. Yeah, that <laughs> is literally small fry. Just one, just one, just one, just one, okay? Fireworks, right? Lighting a firework onto um, assistant manager's, like, underwear and setting them up in the sky. That's just one
1: of his... Was that any One of celebration or just because? <laughs> no, it just, it just felt like it. He just wanted to do it. He just wanted to do it.
2: Uh, no, but there was there was a disc. There was a clearance at the corner shop near near uh, Kenilworth Road. I was doing that shop a good deed. I had to wait another year for the fireworks. So I just helped him. I won't say how much I picked up, but quite a bit. <laughs> and you're
1: going to say the assistant manager?
2: <laughs> oh, Brian Steen, no problem. Yes, yeah
1: yes,
0: Steen. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where, where's my shorts gone, Nico? I can't believe you've blown my shorts up, Nico. Bang, up in the sky. No, go,
2: um, going back to your question now, Andrew, I think, I think the group, the first time I was at Luton, the group was very, very tight, uh, very funny, looked after each other. The success followed that. And I think, uh, yeah, there was some um, crazy moments, funny moments, but there was also some tough moments. And it's a little bit like now, I think the, the Luton group currently that's got back to the championship, I always believe it's not about individuals, it's about the group. And the group at Luton at the moment has proved that with what they've done
1: and the success they've had yeah. over the last few seasons. Oh, I agree. And um, I mean, that obviously includes as well the manager because from what I understand, you guys are really tight with Mike Newell and the same thing. It seems um, to be really tight with Nathan Jones. Yeah, for sure. I
2: mean, obviously Joe Kinnear as well. I think, uh, I think there was four people that was quite important. Uh, Joe Kinnear, Mick Hartford, Mike Knoll and Brian Steen, um, at my period at the club, it was it was it was very tight, and they was part of the process. And
1: uh... so, just to explain those people who first time listeners, um, what we do is we first of all look at formation, and then we go through. Um, and as, as as Kevin goes through and talks about his players. He gives us a few guesses, a few clues, and then obviously you guys can guess on the when you're listening in to are you going to go for the new fad or are you going to go for tradition or what you're thinking? Uh, predominantly 442 with a little bit of a tweet.
2: We loot and used to play it actually, depending on what personnel was in the wide areas. So, yeah, that's that's why I'm still excellent. To. So, what you know, bread and butter, always best. Abs- abs- absolutely, <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it was successful with them years ago, and I think. The team I've picked and the players I've I've I thought about it. It's, it's been it's been tough. I've got to be honest. It has been tough. It's a bit of an head wreck. But uh, so, how do right. you start off? Goalkeeper. Let's go. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper is someone that's played, um, ended up playing in the Premier League. Ended up playing uh, for his country. Um, for me, when I uh, first met him and started training with him, I knew straight away that he was going to play at the top. He uh, he was young, um, not not too young, and he just um, yeah, he just he, he just had that uh, that elite that elite factor of being an elite player. I call I call players that play in the in the Premier League they are the elite of the elite. You know, they get there. People that have done it, people that have achieved it, should be very very proud of themselves. It's tough.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little stab at
1: this. You know, Andrew. You know, I got. a you go, you go, Marv. All right, I'm gonna. Get Kirtland? No. Paul Robinson? No. i
2: was, I was thinking Luke. like... Wigan. He, 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 he didn't play. So when he moved on, he went to a club where he probably, if he went to a lesser Premier League club, he would have played a lot more in the Premier League.
0: I'm I'm, I'm done. I don't know. I'm done.
1: No, go on. Go on, give us it. Yeah. Roy Carroll.
0: Roy oh.
1: Carroll. So your time, at, your time at Wigan was that? Yes, was yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 So we can also play, play, play for Kirtland. Northern Ireland. I naturally thought England, but yeah, Northern Ireland,
2: yeah. Oh. He was fantastic.
1: I mean, did he go too early? I don't,
2: I, you know, you can never say, never can you. But, you know, does he regret going to play for Man United? Probably not. But, you know, like the scenario we've got now at the moment with Henderson, you know, should he have gone back out on loan? Should he still be fighting? You know, there's, there's, there's an argument for both. But but yeah, he was, he was a star. And, and and to be fair, I liked him as well because he was absolutely bonkers. So I, I was all over that, I've got to be honest.
1: Yeah, we've spoken about it on a few other pods about the type of goalkeepers either fit into the really quiet, weird weird style or they are absolutely crazy and bonkers. Yeah, he definitely was the, uh, the latter. He uh,
2: he let you know. Uh, he had to be... He had to. There was a, there was a few interesting um, half-time debates with the centre-halves at times when things hadn't gone well in the first 45 minutes. So for sure, but... He was lad. Um, he was flamboyant. He come for crosses. He knew he was good, like you said. Good shot shotstopper. Was quick across the ground. Um, he wasn't one of them big set heavy keepers. No disrespect. He was. He was very very quick across the line, off his line, and um, yeah. I mean, I can't speak highly enough of him. He was, you know, one of one. I think one of the one year when we got to the playoff semi-finals at Wigan. I believe uh, him and one other, one other, who I won't say because he's in my team, is uh, was the, one of the big reasons why we got to the playoff semifinals and then not the strikers. And that's unheard of because normally we all know goals get you promoted, goals win yeah. you trophies,
1: goals keep you up. That's true. <coughs> true. No, interesting. Interesting. So moving on, let's move on to right back and left back, whichever one you prefer. Uh, so right back is
2: uh, someone that is... Uh, He's just like Freak fitness Up and down Like a gazelle Unbelievable stride pattern Um, Again played in the Premier League Again has been very successful Also a full international Yep Um, Up and down Can actually play Wing back Or right midfield as well Yep Andrew? Kevin Foley? No 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 (laughs) I'm thinking I mean What sort of gazelle Have you
0: over in Australia? Was he not very quick? He no, he's, a, he's slow. a very good footballer. He was quick Yeah, enough. very good footballer. But like, <clears throat> when as soon as Nick goes in like a gazelle, like, I mean... Right, mate, we got kangaroos. Maybe more <laughs> like a kangaroo. Is that... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm done. Again, my, it's too early. See, listen, it's every now and then ball, in the morning.
2: Ball, 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 ball striking, assists, could score goals, could assist goals. Again, I'm putting him right back in my team. Oh. That's how, how I'm setting my team up. Does that... Okay. Work?
1: Carlos Edwards? Correct. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I suddenly caught on to what you are getting at. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, Carlos. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah. Now that is
0: a
2: gazelle. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, fantastic person. Uh, fantastic football player. Um, had some bad injuries, but also didn't get niggles. And I know this is a contradiction, but if he got injured, it was a bad one, which was unfortunate. He never missed games. <laughs> It would only, it'd only miss time of playing if he hurt himself quite badly. Um, yeah, he missed a reliable. And I feel once I complete my team, I can tell you why I've put him there and why I've put him in that position just because um, of what he would give my team. He, he, you're right. He yeah. He
0: he That's natural um, <coughs> Caribbean laid-back style, didn't he? I can remember him. Yeah. He used to just, like smile when he used to come in. And, and it was effortless that, that when
2: he used to just glide. His ball striking's insane. Yeah, um, do, do you know he's just
1: come out of retirement? Has he? He's just started playing non-league again. That just no way. Me. So you say he was laid back. I mean, is that the type of characters you like—the laid-back, jokey characters in your in your when you were playing, Kevin? No, I think you have to have a blend,
2: and uh, I think you can. You'll see from my selection that there definitely is a blend, but sometimes you, uh, everyone can't be the same, and everyone's. Uh, background is different and how we've grown up and how we've been nurtured, should I say, and what you've seen at football club, and and also how you've had to get to where you had to get to. And so everyone's story is different. That's why I never judge because uh, I was in your face, fiery, want to win. Doesn't mean to say all my teammates was going to be
1: the same or had to be the same. So who spent the most time on their arse in training? Cause I mean, I've seen him, no matter lollipops, he does. I remember watching him down at Kenilworth. was incredible. He's, he used to spend the most of the time on the arse as a defender with him just skinning him. It's an odd one. I
2: don't think Carlos was the greatest trainer just because of the elements he had. And, and also, training was quite fierce. At, definitely at Luton, the people probably should have wore pads. It was, it was no, old, no old bars. and uh, probably A lot of people used to stay away from Liam Barnett because he loved to give you a dead leg and he only had to touch him with his fingertip and he give you a dead leg. He was something else. The big boy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I used to always have first pick and put him on my team, so I was fit for Saturday.
0: <laughs> but, but going back to Carlos Edwards, I think he was the only player who, I'm, I don't know if Nico can like, um, agree with me on this, that I could see running literally at 100 miles an hour and still change the direction at the same pace. It was ridiculous, wasn't
2: it? It It was just free-flowing, wasn't it? It was was seamless. Definitely. Left-back, who we got there? Left-back's been really difficult for me because I might as well touch on it now. Obviously, playing international football, 10 times, 7 for under-18s England, 3 times for England in in, 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 in the 20s in the 99 World Cup. I'm not putting it out there now. I'm not putting no international footballers in my team. Oh, because I don't feel like I played with them long enough or trained with them long enough. So I, that's my choice. I'm just okay, saying I'm yep, not. Yep. I'm not putting none in. So the person I'm putting in, who is the complete opposite to Carlos Edwards, who is someone that I could trust my trust my life with, always had my back, was probably as naughty as me in some elements of the game, and was so so tough. It is
1: untrue. Go on, Marv
0: soul soul davis
1: yeah soul good old soul yeah what can you you say about soul davis uh
2: a lot of it i can't
1: (laughs) (laughs) give us one go on give us give us one give us one example of what a prank you can put Uh, on air (laughs) well
2: it's not a prank because it happened in games and we used to set traps for opponents and probably that don't happen this day and age and (laughs) <laughs> the trap worked but it can get you in a lot of trouble and I don't want no more FA charges either
1: oh you mean getting players sent off you mean
2: well just yeah, across the board Andrew to be honest with you yeah yep. he was he, he was one cookie I, 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 there's one I will, remember, I will bring up Reading League Cup away and I think we was losing um, or we may have been drawing but we lost the game anyway he got absolutely smashed in the ribs and uh, he's tough he is tough. And, he was, and I went over to him. I always used to make sure that if the lads weren't really injured, don't do all that stuff of, yeah, You, you we didn't have to go off in them days. But, you know, come on and, die, you know, slow the game down. It, it was, are you? And he, he couldn't talk. He couldn't get his words out. And I'm trying to pick him up by his shirt. And he's like, he, you could, I could hear it faintly. Like, Nick, I can't. Just get them. You know what up. Just it's a long throw coming in, and he's like this, and I'm car- he's cradled back to the 18-yard box. But that was just that is soul. If he, he would run through a brick wall, he loved his time at Luton. I loved being a teammate of his, and he would he would do anything for any of that group of players. If he if he had to be at the front and protect anyone, or deal with someone on the pitch that tried to bully any of our players that wasn't like us. You know a Chris Coyne, uh, a Sol Davis, uh, a Kevin Nichols, um, a Stevie Howard. Then, then, then they um, he would go and deal with it. I
0: think the uh, most the most yeah. the most famous one, which is on um, on the internet, is is Stoke, isn't Stoke. it? The, the yeah. Ricardo Fuller tackle. Obviously, everyone's everyone have seen that one. Where I mean, you see, obviously um, the ball in the bottom line corner, and the Fuller and Sol's not even on the screen. And then you see, like, um, um, uh, what do you call it? A Harry a, Potter it, flying through, yeah. Flying through, it, it's yeah. like a speed,
2: it's like a speedboat with no driver, isn't it? Yeah, it
0: literally it's yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's still used and, these and, days, and, isn't it? <laughs> and, and like Nico yeah, yeah. says, and like he was so, he was so different off the field to what he was on the field. On the field, like Nico said, he was a winner, right? He competed, and he, I, I mean, it's hard to say. I don't. No one goes actually out there to to hurt someone, and the, and the, even though some of the, the tackles which Sol got involved looked like he was trying to maim people, he's not that sort of guy. He's, and I, I mean, and I wouldn't speak up for him if he was. Do you know what I mean? He never went out there to try and hurt someone, but he he went in there. If it's like a 50-50, he's definitely going to make sure that he ends up coming out on top and not getting hurt if possible. You know, so
2: he it was he played in the wrong era. Yeah. The fit, the, What it is, it's just being hard as nails. What it is, it's being super tough. And I do agree with Marv. The It's not going to damage and finish someone's career. But he's so tough, so hard. And the way... I, 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 and, and not going into off the field stuff and all that, but I agree with Marv. Very, very quiet. Very, very softly spoken. Great lad. Always up for a laugh. But also like, you need them kind of players in your team. You need that balance and the he's two hundred percent. He's an absolute winner.
1: I mean, to be—I know—we don't talk without speaking to soul, but I mean, when he got really sick, what was it like around the club when that happened?
2: I, I'd left. he uh, would let me know. Um, really sad um, when I come back to see him. Uh, when I was in his company, and since when I've been in his company, obviously it's tough. I think it. I think it. I think it. You know, had an effect on him. Um, and it definitely had an effect on his on his on his playing career because there was an element of his game that you know eventually just I don't think he was the same player uh, like I wasn't the same player with injuries and operations catching up on me. Your mind works, but when your body don't work, tough tough thing to deal with. Tough tough thing. And I think he's been uh, I think he's dealt with it very very well. Uh, he's had some dark moments. Um, but yeah, he, I, just, I just don't think personally, I think that had a massive effect on him as a person, but also on him, on the soul Davis. I know that why he's going in my team and why I'd
1: always have him in my team. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's, it's a tough one, you know? Oh, we can't imagine. And as you say, even though injuries are injuries, a broken leg is nothing compared to what he had. So um,
2: No, for sure. You,
1: I mean... You can't compare the two. He,
2: yeah, he's, the big thing I always said, is just still here. Mm-hmm. Um because you know where it happened, how it happened, you know, you know whoever, whoever helped, and whoever um, got the ambulance there quick, and uh, we all know what could have happened. And you know, soul still is still here.
1: He, you know, he don't play no more like a lot of us, but he's still on this planet. So. Oh, definitely, definitely. On to on to other on to other conversations, though. Centre backs. Are we going playmakers like you? Um, like I'm sure. You love a few playmaking centre-backs or do you just want hard-as-nails teams?
2: One of each. I um, guarantee
1: he's going to go one of each. He's probably going to go one of each.
2: My, my, my le- This is my left-sided centre-half. Um, he was foreign. Uh, um, very successful. Um, I believe in England, he was captain everywhere he played. He was a leader. He would be captain of my team also. Um, he wasn't left-footed, but he was
1: a man-man. In- yep. You got it, Andy. Yep. I haven't got it. He lives. I think he lives not too far from me. Is my guess. Is it? Is it Coiny? No. No. Oh. He was captain said. everywhere. He was captain everywhere he went. I um, wow. But I've got actually probably think that's everywhere is, they went. Is, is this that? I'm gonna go guessing. Is
2: this that Chelton? No. This player. No. Remember. Remember what I said about my keeper. It was two players that stood out. while we got to the play of semi-finals. All
1: right. I'm knocked to uh, all over Wigan in the mid middle late nineties. So Oh, I mean, no, I'm he's not
0: foreign. Oh, okay. you know what? The only one I can guess is like,
2: but is um, did you? Ariane. Yep. Marv, <sighs> yeah. you got it. Good job. Got him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, was powerful in both areas. Arrogant. He didn't take no crap. If I'm allowed to say that, yeah. and he... De- <laughs> and, and the and and, and, and the uh. Yo, he he was a man, manning and Imam Roy that season when we got we got beaten by Reading in the semi-finals of the playoffs. He Immon Roy got us there. They was that good. He's and he's a one club man. Or did he leave no, then go back to was, Wigan?
1: No, he was at Portsmouth. Portsmouth yeah. he was at, and then he went back yeah. to Wigan, I think, didn't he?
2: I think he had two stints at Wigan. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so, that's yeah. what. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But but yeah. Ariane, he, he 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 would be. He would be c- c- a couple of clues there. I've got about three, three captains in my team, but he would be my captain. What is it oh, about George. his
1: leadership compared to others then?
2: I just think so. You know, you've got the captains that are, and it's not, this isn't me, this isn't what I'm against. This is just the norm and this is reality. You've got the captains that perform and are vocal. You've got the captains that just perform and very quiet. You've got captains that are very fo- uh, very vocal. I just think Ariane's standards was he was a seven out of ten every game nearly, so he could say what he wanted. He he he, he was he was maybe even better than that most of the times, but at worst he was a seven out of ten. And he just was he was a man man in good speaker, um, approachable, tough, um, could play, could defend, and actually, it's a dying art in the game. He actually liked being a defender.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: he loved a good tackle. Well, he just not not even so much that he loved the physicality. Um, He loved being up against a a proper number nine, and and winning that personal battle. And he loved putting his body on the line, whether that's blocking, um, free, you know, getting others to do the same. um, Last ditch tackles. I've got I can count on numerous occasions. I just think
1: Ariane was he was very very complete. No, oh, I have I yeah I I hear Wigan fans speak very very highly I don't know if you um yeah. Boise he, he, um Boycey speaks very highly of him yes. um yes. obviously spent a lot of time at Wigan himself so I know he he absolutely loves DSJ as well yeah
2: yeah I mean I I I just think um with my age specter of where I started where I went he just he just you know you, you take things from players like that you know of being that, you know, I'll come to it a little bit later, but being, trying to add that consistency to your game. Because when you're a captain, there's a lot of pressure. If you take the captaincy, a lot of people say captain, as Marv knows, the captaincy thing, oh yeah, I'll have 11 captains on the pitch. That, that don't happen. That's, that's a lie. That don't happen. There's people that are captains and there's people that are not captains. But that doesn't mean to say you are a better player than them or you should be highly thought. That's just, that's just the norm. There are people made to lead. And there are people there, that, uh, there are players out there that embrace it, enjoy it. And they have their own methods and own ways of being that captain and being that person and that leader.
1: Oh, interesting. And uh, and, and do you do you embrace Luton's captaincy when you got given it? Yeah. Or, do you, or did it mate, seem like a bit of a burden on you? Or Not a burden, did it seem like a bit of a, whoa, okay. No, I, I knocked on Joe's door and asked to be captain. Okay. Uh, Even ca- though he had been there that captain. long at that time,
2: had you? But it was a big, it was a big turnaround, Andrew. There was a lot of players that come through the door, and Aaron Skelton was named the captain. And unfortunately, he was injured, and I can't remember. I don't think he was going to be out for a long, long time. But he was injured anyway, and I, um, I went and banged on the door, and I think it just it just showed my character and what I was all about. And I asked if I could become the captain, and I think it helped. With we started quite well. Um, that season and I would really settled into working with Joe, Mick and the players and yeah, I mean and then the rest followed I, I
1: actually wasn't named the captain for that season But for young people that's something to learn is stick your head out stick your neck out you never know what you're going to get if you want something ask for it
2: Absolutely if you believe if you believe you can bring some, I, I, tell you, I, I tell you I feel when I watch him speak now and the career he's had uh, Curtis Davis I just feel he comes across so well I feel that, um and I, I, and Marvin will know this of coaching him as well was of one so young. If Curtis had a question, he'd ask the question. Well, there's so many young players now that go home and go and play on their PlayStation or go and go on social media, and then they oh yeah, I, I, I didn't argue. Like for me, you've got to talk, you've got to express yourself, you've got to ask questions to get better, to get where you want to get to as an
1: individual. Yeah. No, no, I I agree. I agree. All your thoughts, Marv. You're very quiet over in America.
0: (laughs) No, well, I mean, Nico's spot on. I mean, Curtis was very, very vocal. I mean, he he had quite a few run-ins with John Moore. I mean, for that very reason. I mean, if he felt that he didn't agree with something, he'd speak up. And, I mean, at the end of the day, they would, like, settle down and talk about it. And then John will decide that he was right and Curtis was wrong. (laughs) But, <laughs> I mean, still, it was a case of Curtis getting his point across.
1: Interested. So, who's your other centre-back?
2: My other centre-half. Uh, played for one club only. He was aggressive, quick, athletic. Probably try... Every time he thought he could win the ball, he would try and win the ball. He, um, he There was no uh, balancing act of uh, giving himself a, a shoulder length. Uh, he was very, very aggressive in his play. Uh he played right-sided uh, in his career, and that's where I put him in my team next to uh, Ariane Um And yeah, like I say, he, he's English, um, but he, he he played for only one club. I think I got him, Andrew. You got him. I was going to say go- you. I was going to say you, Marv. <laughs> oh, I'm
1: left. For- I'm going to go Richard Rufus. Nailed it. Yes. Oh, good job. That was me paying you compliment, Marv. Richard Rufus. Uh, Richard Rufus. Oh great yeah
2: yeah so obviously uh, coming through at Charlton um yeah i mean i remember growing up and people people you know referring back to the Carlos thing of who would get you in training well roof would get everyone in training but even curb sometimes the manager like <laughs> he really, really is so aggressive uh, so on the front foot um but quick good in the air great athlete um yeah and 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 you know played Considering where Chelten was, why Richard was there, played in every level for them, played even played in the Premier. I think it was called the Premiership in in them days, but it's Premier League now. But yeah, so, yeah, v- he to play for England football. a little bit as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he got he got uh, international recognition as well. I, I mean, I was surprised that he didn't leave Chelten. Uh, I was going to say I thought, that. I was going to say that. One, man. the one thing I would, I was shocked at because of how quick he was. And uh, uh, maybe the only thing that probably would go against Richard is um, be on the ball possibly at times. Yeah. yeah. That maybe was against him that a bigger club than Charlton or a more more established should I say Premiership club didn't come in for him possibly because of that.
1: Well at the time Charlton were an established club in the Premier League. They were mid-table when Kerbushy was there particularly. They were mid-table every season. So you've got to make the jump up. And I always had I was I thought I don't know why I thought he went to Spurs for a while so I, I, I did
2: as well I, I did I, I really did think that as well but when I checked earlier I, I, I don't know if that's my bag I may have got that a little bit wrong then I did well, think you he thought went he went to Spurs as well. as well I thought he went to Spurs I, as well yeah I, I, I did I did and then when I when I checked it uh, this morning it was just you know his international recognition and just one club ch- but wow. I did think he went to Spurs as well that's oh, yeah. strange, isn't it? How you two
0: both felt he went to Spurs. <laughs> of all the clubs, both of is you. There any way,
2: is, there, is
1: there any way we can check it quickly now? I'm going to check it quickly now, yeah. I'm going to like, have a quick gander. And I'll edit, I'll edit it out. But, like, the, th- the thing is...
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I knew Marv would mess this up, Andrew. I knew... Hold on,
0: a minute. You two clowns, right, i have just said, like, you think he went to Spurs. I just think he felt, it was at like Charlton. I would have thought he was just had like Charlton himself, no, but like anyway, I did. He, I was going to say like like you, I felt that even though Charlton were in the Premiership, whatever it is, he still would have gone on to like a a Liverpool or you know what I mean because he was quick, he was lightning quick, Nick, wasn't he?
2: No, I exactly. Think, I, I just even even if you know like not not, but you know like Everton, West Ham, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like
0: you would have thought that
2: clubs.
0: Yeah. someone would have just come in for him, but obviously not. I mean. Yeah. He wasn't shouting the whole of his career. I don't. Oh, career. <laughs> We're both of we each other.
2: Two hundred and, and eighty Andrew, Andrew, the... I, I, knew, I knew that.
1: I just, I just was winding you up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how we both thought Tottenham. I don't know why. Yeah. Unless we got confused it, it, with somebody it,
2: else. It, it must have been. It must have been on the uh, on the cards and must have not have happened.
1: Something. Like yeah. that. Maybe. That's what. Maybe. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> No, so yeah, Richard Rufus, yeah. I agree. Great player. Great, fantastic player. What we'll do is we will pause it there. Um, and what we'll do is we'll hear from our sponsors. Um, and then when we come back after the break, um, we'll hear from uh, Kevin Nichols with his midfield and his um, strikers and his manager as well. Best manager he's ever played under. So see you after the break.
0: Thank you for listening to My Best Living Pod. We are currently accepting applications for advertisement and sponsorships. You can reach us at mybestlivingpod or mybestlivingpod at gmail.com. Thank you.
1: Excellent. So we are back um, after the first half. So far, we've heard from Kevin Nichols and his starting lineup so far is Roy Carroll, Carlos Edwards, Saul Davis, Ariane Dezu and Richard Rufus. So we're now moving into midfield um, and Kevin's gone for a 4-4-2. So we'll hand straight over to Kevin to hear about his um, his midfielders. Over to you. Where Start wherever you like.
2: I'm going to start wide right. Um, this guy uh, played very talented. He's a game changer. Uh, could be having a very, very poor game or a quiet game, should I say. And then just something. It could a night. Something could happen. Um, Definitely a game-changer. Can play up front as well, but with someone. But I would play him in my team. Um, wide right. Oh.
1: Andrew, I mean, I'm, so it's too clubs. early for me. I've been struggling today. So many clubs. So many clubs. Which clubs do you play for? If I tell you the clubs, you'll get it, but you'll get it straight away. But no, fine. I don't. Uh, so he played right and side. Could also play up I front. play front. Yeah, he oh. was a
2: game-changer. Low sense of gravity. Two unbelievable feet. He's a joker. Always got a smile on his face. Not nah, No, nah. nah, go on. He played, he played. He played. He, he played for Burnley in the Premier League. Aaron Lennon. But, but oh. he played for both oh. them clubs. Played for both them clubs. Played for. He oh, did? so he play. The so sorry, sorry, he played for both clubs. Who no, played so, for? So so, so you, you just Burnley. said Aaron Lennon. So it, Burnley. So Tottenham. Was, my, my my player has played for two of the clubs that Aaron Lennon's played for.
0: And Aaron Lennon's played for Burnley, Tottenham, and Everton, isn't he? And. Norwich? Where was
2: he? Where was he? Forest, a wasn't he?
1: It was at Forest, wasn't he? I'm gone. It's too early in the morning Leeds. for me. I haven't got a dude. Leeds. Oh, so we got Leeds. Nah, gone. Who we got? R- Robbie Blake. Oh, my oh. God. I should have got that. Robbie Blake. Interesting pick on the right hand side.
2: Yeah. He he he, he he would be he would be able to cheat though, because I've got Carlos.
0: Right. Should have got that.
2: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so you cheated. He, no, he just the Rob, Robbie, Robbie would be my game changer. Uh, it, it will come to it when I explain my other players in the midfield area. But Robbie's my... And it was close because Robbie's just a better version of my old roomie who Marv knows, Amit Berkovic. Yeah. He was very close. But Blakey just obviously has played at an eye level and some of the things he can do and probably had that a little bit quicker than Berko. Um, so Berko was close to it. But Blakey, yeah. Two good feet, low sense of gravity, could be having a very, very quiet game, and then just something—it just pulls something out, and uh, yeah, and he's a great character, great, great character.
0: Was he? Was he? Was he good with both feet? Because I mean, some of his goals he scored, it was a case where like it, it looked like he didn't
2: care; he could get it onto his right or his left, and he just hit it. Literally, that's the be- That's the beauty of Blakey. That's why I said he could play up front with the right uh, striker if you had someone like a a more a bigger, more focal point as a number nine, Blakey could, you know, pick up the pockets in, in front, behind, beside, and uh he just get onto it and uh yeah, listen, either for Blakey I I I he's close to being one of the best finishers I've ever I've ever trained with. Wow, interesting.
1: So is that so obviously you played um on the right hand side when you were at Leeds. when you, so you, you play with him at Leeds? Yeah. What was he yeah, yeah. like as a, as a trainer when he was at Leeds? Um, obviously the, the, was it pretty rigid training or was it pretty relaxed training and Robbie could just do his thing? <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, under Kevin Blackwell, it was more relaxed. And then
2: when, uh, Mr. Wise and Gus Poyet come in, that, um, that obviously was an interesting time for, for all of us and a bit different. Uh, um, a lot of people had to change their ways, mindset and, uh, yeah, I mean... It, it,
1: well, did the flamboyance but it, but, go? Do you, mean the, do you mean in terms of the flamboyance, it, the relaxed it, nature? Because, I mean, Gus yeah. Boyer, he, he was an attacking midfielder. So that surprises. And then, um, yeah, obviously, Dennis that, Wise, bit Gus, a bit more of a but, gutsy. But
2: the manager, so yeah. that's
1: the problem. Um,
2: and it was just... it was. Listen, I don't really massively want to go into the Leeds thing, but it was quite regimented. Uh, it wasn't an enjoyable place um, when them guys came in. And I think that was proven by the results and the club going into administration and getting relegated. But yeah, I mean, it's... Blakey's talented. Blakey's one of them. There's not many that can do it because I'm a believer. Train how you play. But not everyone has to do that. There's a few out there, a few gems that can just, you know, keep themselves in good condition but rock up three o'clock or an evening game and do what they do and then get back in their car and think they've, done, they've not done nothing but they they they're special talents then But Just
0: going <clears throat> just going back to the Leeds thing but with with Kevin Blackwell. Was that was you with was that before? Was he even at Luton
2: when he came to Luton or did he go to Leeds? No. After? So so yeah, Black uh, Kevin Blackwell signed me when I left Luton. But then he got sacked, I think right. But he came back so, to Luton. he came back to Luton when I weren't there.
0: Hmm. right okay so so it, it was kevin blackwell who, who signed you then so what um, and what did you think of kevin blackwell because i mean i've spoken on a few occasions i mean again i'm similar to yourself i've not minced my words i mean of of what sort of guy he was i mean as a, as a coach i I mean i respect him but like as um a man and his man management schools were woeful in my opinion so i'm just interested to hear from your point of view as he signed you
2: and um, what your thoughts are. yeah uh... I mean, the big thing was that as soon as I signed the first training session, I ripped my needle off the bone. So it was a nightmare. So I signed for Leeds the next day in training. Uh, nightmare accident happened. I couldn't believe it. So I didn't really have any dealings with him because I was in the physio department. Uh, I had surgery. And, and, and what I would say is I, I think I can see where you're coming from because it was a little bit, if you can't use it, a little bit old school. He's injured, can't use him, so I'm not going to talk to him. Right. So and, and, and that goes back to your man management uh, quote uh, and, and stuff like that. And then the time I, when I did get fit, started playing for Leeds, he uh, it quickly he got the sack. And I, I, I've right. never, I've never had loads of conversations with him. He signed me for the football club, but um, yeah, I mean the but the still- lead the lead the lead Le- things tough because. I don't really want to open up a tin of worms. I've never spoken. No, no, yet. of course. I mean, uh, and, and 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 the big and the big thing is, is I'm proud of what I did at all the football clubs. And unfortunately, you know, I went somewhere where it just didn't click. It didn't work for all parties. No, it's it's cool. I, I I'm I'm cool. I'm a, I'm a big boy. You know, I I can do with all that. But uh, I just haven't really gone into loads of the lead stuff just because it it don't help me and it won't help me with what I currently no. do as a job. No, of course. No, I was just interested to hear about because I didn't realise
0: it was Blackwell who signed you. And I put oh, it this um... way:
2: there's two things. There's two things. Not all the other clubs. I could bring a book out about Luton, which is positive, and I could do the same with Leeds. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Like, but you know, yeah. like you know, like your your upbringing, Charlton, playing for England. No, I won't write. Yeah. Not saying I won't write about that. But then uh, you know, like um, Preston, you know, Wigan. Not saying I didn't enjoy my time there, but it's just, it's just like the, the rector scale's crazy. Luton was insane and unbelievable and I wouldn't change it for the world. And, and the Leeds thing, just listen for whatever reasons, you know, and I'm pretty sure I wasn't blameless in it either because I'm not always right. And we'll come to that because uh, a little bit later, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it is one of them things. One of them things that happens, you do go somewhere. It doesn't always work.
1: No, and that's it. No, then, def- okay. Fair so no, fair enough. Um, but so moving on, then we'll move on from there. Um, you're going to go left wing. Left mid. Yeah. So this guy. Is... Oh, left mid. You're calling them mids, not wingers. Interesting. Yeah, they've got to work hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to guess too early, but I think I've got a feeling I know who this is going to be.
2: So this guy, this guy again, played in the Premier League again, uh, had a very, very good career. Um, very long stride pattern. Could play left back, wing back, left midfield. Could run all day, fit as like fit as any. Put, 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 probably one of them boys that's got natural fitness. Could go on holiday all summer, step off a plane, and for the first day pre-season training would lack, would still lap
1: everyone. That's how fit and our conditioned he was. Matt Taylor, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I mean, when, obviously he played only at Luton for a year year and a half, maybe two, tops. Um, yeah. Obviously, you, you may have followed his career after then. Do you think that, where do you think his best position was? Or do you think it was a case of, with the greatest respect, because it was weird with him, actually, because age almost did the opposite. He went forward as he got older, rather than going backwards, like a lot of players do.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a similar thing, which, which uh, what happened to Gareth Baldo, and look what he's achieved. And, you know, he started at Southampton <laughs> as a left-back. And, yeah, and, and true. For, 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 me, Matty, for me, Matty Taylor was, uh, he was, you know, unbelievable. He he could win games. He could get you up the pitch from left back, especially at the level when I first come to him when I was playing League Two. You could give him the ball. And as long as you opened the game up or give him space, that, that boy could run. He could, and he could run fast with the ball, which is not an easy thing either. You know, he could just gobble up the ground. And he had an unbelievable left foot. And he's another one as well. He's another one as well, ball striking. It's like a Carlos moment. He was quite slight, well-conditioned, condi- con- but he wasn't too heavy in the wrong areas. Uh, skinny legs, but he, he could run and he had to touch the ball and it flew off his foot. It's amazing. <laughs>
0: it's, it's true. It, it, from, from the early days when he got into the team, his ball striking was ridiculous and obviously everyone went on to see that in the premiership, some of the goals he scored were outrageous yeah. goals. 100%. Outrageous
2: goals. I mean, from the halfway line, free kicks. Prime partner for Sol Davis, Because Sol Davis would deal with everyone that kicked Matty Taylor.
1: <laughs> and then Matty <laughs> Taylor would benefit from it. Happy day. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, we had John Hartson on a few weeks ago. And he said that when he got into the first team squad as a 16-year-old, he used to love the tussle, the bustle. And he came in to make a point of going at the central defenders. Um, What was Matty Taylor like when he came in? Was he, because he was a young kid, did he stick his neck out or did he show his, or did he show himself that he deserves to be there by playing? Or did he show himself deserves to be there by sticking his foot in? Or what was he like as a young kid? Obviously you captain as well. Yeah. I think Marv Marv can have an opinion about it as well, but Matty was very
2: quiet, softly spoken, very well-spoken. Um, everything about matty was on the pitch and i think as a group of players and i was still a young a young player in them days but i've i've spoke to it, uh, to a lot of people there's so many when young players come into an environment they quickly get rejected sometimes it's a brutal it's it's quite brutal it's hard because if you if they're the one that don't thinks good enough not going to make it etc or the passing drill breaks down or something so it's quite a brutal school and matty Definitely didn't have that because when he was with us, he was uh, a game changer at a young age. He was the go-to person in some games. And I think he just flourished and I think he just grew and grew and grew and, and hence yeah. Luton cashing in on him and him going on to bigger and better things. And it's another Roy Carroll moment for me. Yeah, from, I
0: mean, I agree. Sorry, from, um, from a young age, when Matty got involved with the first team, you could see the ability and the talent he had. I feel that his work rate was the biggest thing that stood out. His work rate, how he was up and down, like Nico said, and his technique helped as well. I mean, those two things, if you've got those two things as a young kid, I mean, technically, you're gonna hang with the the so-called older pros, which you're gonna earn their respect. And then secondly, I mean, if you're gonna run around and work hard like he did, that's even more so gonna be a credit to him that the pros are gonna accept him. So, I wouldn't say it was easy, but I'll say it was easier for Maddie to get um, approved, say to speak, with the lads because of just those two things, his work rate and his technique.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. So moving on to Central midfield. Um, this guy, uh,
2: Mr. Reliable, 7 out of 10, um, full international, played in major competitions. Um, signed, they signed him from Colchester. And he's a club legend. And he was one of the reasons why I I felt I had to leave the club I did to to, to, to go and play myself. Because I just couldn't get in. That's the biggest compliment I can give you. To give him, sorry.
0: He's already made, he already made someone else's team as well on here. Got it, Andy? No. He's already right. made someone else's team on here already. No, go on, Marv. Yeah. Who is it? Mark Kinsella. Correct. Very good player. Yeah. Is he that good? A, yeah. 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 And captain. He, made, he made Embo's team, made Carl
2: Emerson's team. I had to leave Charlton. Or or, or should I say, a young Kevin Nichols felt he had to leave Charlton. <laughs> That's giving myself some stick, by the way.
0: No, but like, just I mean, I think we've mentioned this before, Nico. Just touching on that is that he didn't make you leave Charlton. You... Believed in yourself, because in this day and age now, obviously, you know yourself. Being in the industry you're in, some players will be happy to just to sit there at a club and just collect their money. You was a young, hungry player who wanted to, who believed you could play, saw the opportunity that well, maybe it might not happen here because of his ability, and you decided to leave. I think that's credit to you.
2: Yeah. No, I get that. I mean, I've done that on two occasions and one, uh, the, the money thing didn't come into it because when I left Preston to come back to Luton, I, I was on the championship contract. So, and the second time I come back, I come back to play football and, and come back and probably finish my career at a club that I think so much of and, and the place, you know. So, so, so that, that that was that. But he was so consistent. He was like, I felt, I just felt blocked um, and it's not criticism of anyone because like the, the Kevin Nichols now, you know, I definitely made mistakes, but should I have been a little bit more patient? Then would have I got a chance eventually to partner him? Um, should I have been more patient? And then I could have possibly have played in the Premier League, which is something to be proud of because that's
1: one thing I regret. The
2: Charlton thing I regret most is leaving too early and not
1: playing in the Premier League. Yeah, not that, not giving yourself that, a full that, that, chance to play at the top, like you say. You used the word elite earlier.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe if I was a bit more patient. But maybe maybe a younger Kevin Nichols definitely weren't impatient and definitely didn't act like that. And maybe I always say it now to some of my players, like some of my players that I represent, I, to mentor them is you know I probably needed someone how I'm mentoring you now for me. I just you know sometimes I just done. I did make mistakes, and I've made mistakes along the way, but it, it, oh. I don't regret it. it. It is what it is, you know. But it's um, it's. But what uh, age was you, Nico,
0: when you decided to leave Charlton? Twenty. Twenty. So again, going back, to, I mean, to what you have just said there, maybe leaving too early. But what was the the conversation between you and the manager? I mean, uh, if I'm a manager and I've got and I believe in a young Kevin Nichols, and, and an offer comes in, I'll say, look. You can go, in my opinion, it's up to you. But, listen, you've got an opportunity to break into this team eventually. So, again, I don't know. Was that the conversa- was that conversa- conversation yeah. had with
2: you? No, I think I, think, I, think I pushed Kerbs. We didn't used to call him Gaffer. We used to call him Kerbs. I think I pushed Kerbs into selling me because all I kept doing was banging on his door. And you've got to have some gonads, you know, to do that. Remember old <laughs> school? I mean, just turned 20 but I got learned from a young age like for yourself going and I just think I just approached it the wrong, I just think I should have waited at 20 I should have been a bit more patient and I possibly but but then I looked and then I would never have got ended up at Luton possibly as well so so it, it swings around the bats so like, like yeah. I say I don't I played in all the leagues apart from the Premiership or Premier League it's not a bad stint and uh yeah like, like I say it's just it's just being honest, and when you're older and yeah. retired, you can you can reflect a lot more, as you know.
1: True. Oh, very true, very true. So moving on to next central midfielder alongside Kinstella.
2: So he was very similar to me, I believe. Um, I then I have played with him as well, not long, not for long. Um, had a successful career, played to his late thirties. Uh, played in the Premier League. Um, had quite a few clubs. Um used to play predominantly with Long Air. Robbie Savage? No. It's a good guess. I'm to, I, mean, I don't know. Played um played under Neil Warnock. Been very successful with Neil Warnock. Might might have might have, might have even played for two London clubs under Neil Warnock, but definitely one. Centre midfielder, remember, Long Air. I know
0: I'm, English. I'm trying to think
1: English. Long air.
2: Plays like me plays like me. I know I'm trying to think. think. I've gone. It's as too soon early as you say me. it,
1: it's going to frustrate me. Aww. it's too early in the morning for me. Go on, Sean Derry. Oh, do you know what I was going to say, Sean Derry? Yeah, see, just say it, Sean Derry. His yes. name's come up again before. Andrew, Andrew, you should have said it. <laughs> I know. I was. Do you know? Uh, anyway. So he played. So he followed Warnock then to what QPR and Palace. I, I definitely know he
2: played. He's uh, at QPR. Yeah. yeah, so I, I'm I'm not sure, but I think he may have played under Warnock at the Palace. I know Deser played for uh, Deser played for Palace as well, um, yeah. and Pompey and Leeds. Uh,
1: so you play yeah. with I'm him at so you can Leeds. so you okay. play with him at Leeds, yeah. is where played. Yeah, with him. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just just, just go on. Was. Was he your kind of nemesis um, at Leeds? I, I know you don't want to go into Leeds too much, which is fine. Um, I know you've spent a bit of time injured, but was he the type of player that you think you could have played well next to, even though he's very similar to you? Yeah, because I just think our midfielders
2: was coached and how they came through in them days. Uh, they call it a six, a four, and eight now. We was just centre midfielders, and I think we would I think like Kingseller and Sean Derry because they played a lot in 4 four twos would have complimented each other, because they had a brain, had like a brain of, you know, if he's gone, I'll tuck round, you know. and, and, and Everyone's and a box-to-box, box. they're not a... And we, yeah, and they're a true midfielder when I was growing up, where at the moment now, nah, you've got midfielders pigeonhole, they just sit there, and they can't do nothing else. Not knocking it, because the games evolve loads, but that's just, this is my team, and how I'm going about it. But yeah, we would have complimented each other, me and Dezah um we yeah we we still talk now uh, we get on uh, very well um i know he's coach he's the uh, 23's coach at crystal palace now um but yeah he just he was he was a winner um two good feet good size good present i think if you look at the spine of my team when we get to my forwards they they was um it was a good spine and i'm a great believer if you have if you get your spine sorted out in any team you've got a chance of being successful. Yeah, good job. I mean, he's,
0: I, mean he, I think he might have even been with him at Notts County. I mean,
2: because um, he was at Notts County
0: when he's saw Jerry as well, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah.
2: That may have been where he started at Notts.
1: Yeah. That early. Yeah. True. true. Um, I know we'll get onto it later on, um, regards to managers and things like that. What did Derry say about in terms of managers he liked playing with, or, or what was it about Warnock? Has he ever said what was it about Warnock that always made him go back there? Was it the man management? are you guys talking about Blackwell earlier.
2: Yeah, just I just think the man. man I think Neil Warnock now. I mean, we have client we have clients at Middlesbrough now, and Neil Warnock. He's in his seventies, and I take my out of it. Like he he talks to you, he he lets you know when he's happy, when he's not happy. Um, he's still youthful in his mindset you've got to be you know to to be um, you know still wanting to be a football manager be on the touchline the technical area training every day I mean the, the I see a lot of I see a lot of what Neil Warnock's about as a manager in Desert. so I, it's quite intriguing that Marv just brought it up if it is true that they got to know each other from an early age he definitely's got a lot of Neil Warnock in him, Deza you know of that winning mentality and you know uh, being a winner, and I and I and I, I on a, a lot about it. I mean, my team I feel is full of game chang- game changers, and, wi- and winners, and and people that are consistent. And I've not t- I've not took no risks in picking, <laughs> I would call a luxury kind of player. Uh, that's just my character as well, you know, where others so would be different.
0: So, so there was no like chance of John Louis Valois sneaking in ahead of Matty Taylor. I,
2: I John Louis Valois He had an unbelievable left foot for a period, was very, very good, but he didn't run back. I I, I had him up against the wall four times at half time. I'm just laughing because I know if
0: this this wasn't on camera or if this wasn't live, Nico's being very polite and how he's just (laughs) explained why he jumped (laughs) through. Oh, gosh. So, uh, Valois,
1: I heard Valois was a, a. as soon as, as soon as he had to put gloves on, he stopped playing, from what I've heard. So basically, as soon as winter <laughs> came, he just, it was no interest until, well, it, until the it, Easter Bunny came back out and then he started playing again.
0: You're not too when, far wrong there, Andrew, because I, again, I think when it got a little bit like tough and Nico was trying to obviously rally them and speak to the team and said the odd word to John, John Louis Valois, all of a sudden now he couldn't understand English. <laughs> That's
2: true. So, And another thing he didn't understand is, third, he was unbelievable. But you see that white line in the middle of the pitch? He didn't want to go past it that way to track or help, or help out or defend. Crazy. Crazy. But some guy, some left
1: yeah. foot. Well, oh, I could, yeah, I yeah, know. I definitely heard that. Um, getting back to Sean Derry briefly. Um, obviously, Marv played at Luton for his whole career. Um, you've got such a um, great track record at Luton playing the majority um, of your games in your career at Luton. Um, somebody like Sean Derry, he moved around a bit. Um, what's what's it like um, and what's the difference? Why do some players choose to move around or is it a case of you think every player would love to spend their whole career at a club or what kind of cause is that? And obviously you being an agent uh, now might have a bit of an insight yeah. into that too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it could be um, an injury, um, manager turnaround, um wages um could be you start a family could be single could could it could meet girlfriend could 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 start your own family get married loads of factors loads of loads of factors um but yeah for me uh, obviously marv marv is a is a gem one of them one of them special moments who uh when you've played for one club and and what he's done and what he's uh, achieved at that football club is uh, second to none and, and and when I first joined the club he was magnificent for me and it clicked clicked and made a, an instant bond with him um, and he's always looked out for me um, and, and and helped me loads uh, so 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 that that that's that's uh, been it's always been um, and what he's done for me on both occasions because uh, I did go through a tough period leaving Luton I miss Luton a lot when I left. Leeds and Preston never felt the same. Everyone laughs and thinks they're huge clubs, but no one gets the Luton bug, the Luton thing. And everyone takes the mick about the stadium and not having your own training ground in them days. That didn't bother me. What bothered me was my teammates and the fans. That's it. It's
1: crazy. Yeah. No, no. And uh, and, that's, and that's crazy. I'm sure Marv, Marv loves to hear that type of compliment, Marv. What are your thoughts on that?
0: No, I mean, of course, like Nico said, it's it's very nice to hear that sort of stuff, and and being at the one club, like as I was, you I mean there's going to be loads of uh, numerous players who are going to come and go, and and then you form like relationships with with certain ones, and Nico was one of those ones where it was a case where I see this young, hungry, um, enthusiastic. Like laid everything on the line when he, when he when he went out and played and and and, and Nico knows that I'll speak freely. I mean, he, he he was probably like he said a little bit like sometimes he'll he'll say certain things which other people wouldn't say, and that was a case where like it it was it might not have served him in his best interest, but he was trying to protect probably others in and around the club in speaking up and, and voicing his opinion, and sometimes that didn't work out for the best for him, and I mean the odd occasion, now, I would obviously try and have a little word of him and like, you know, be calm and he, he can just tell you it'd be like uptight and he and he'd want to hurt someone, <laughs> as, as he put it. But, you know, I think, I mean, he'd probably agree that over a period of time, eventually, I think, I mean, I might have like helped in that way to just give him a little bit of calmness, say to speak, and he might have like thought about a little bit more things rather than just like doing it
1: sort of thing. Nah, it's good cool to hear. And I know Kev's just kind of going, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 listen. <laughs> I,
1: I, 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 no, no, honestly,
2: Andrew, Andrew, I'm 41 now. I've been retired 11 seasons and I had to retire. I was 31. I think I was 30, 31. And for, for me, for me, I know I made mistakes. I know I've done some stupid things to my body. But when you're on such a, like, when you, when you, when you only know football and all you want to be is a footballer, and all you want to do is be on the pitch and be with your teammates, and the buzz and the euphoria and your you know winning a football match, your name being sung, your name not being sung, away fans absolutely battering you, but you've just won. You just go off spining. Yeah, you just go, it, 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 It's just so so crazy, and and no one realizes it is. It's an addiction. It's why I'm still working it now. But nothing will ever, ever replace it. Footballs a big... and, and uh, not going to digress and go into bad But there's a lot of people that need more help uh, when they do f- when they do finish and they lose their football careers because you can go into like
1: some dark places. But spiral, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, I don't want to don't want to kind of keep the podcast going, but I will. Um, we'll go on to central uh, or oh, we'll go onto strikers now. So this it's one, gonna is going to be difficult.
2: This, this this one is um, someone that will lead my line. Someone that was good in both boxes. Someone that uh, done it the hard way to get to the top. Someone that improved immensely at uh, a club under a certain person that uh, who is a legend at that club. And yeah. he just would he just would lead my line. And it it, it it was never in doubt for me. He was always going in my team because I want my team to set up and the, and the and the players I've picked in it. It was who
1: played with him. Howie, he's already gone. Howie, Howie, yeah, 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 yeah. Has to be Howie. Has to be Howie.
0: And, uh, yeah. and again, I mean, like you said, I mean, the, such a big, big character in both boxes, and and it, and, and we've had him on the, pardon, and you was involved in that famous Colchester, not Colchester. Was it Colchester? No, it wasn't Colchester. Was it York? York apparently. When it, and that set his career. <laughs> yeah.
1: Look what I'd done for him.
2: <laughs> helping, pe- helping people again.
1: Do you want to talk us through your side of that story? Because <laughs> he's given his side of the story.
2: Uh, I just think, I, listen, not a lot of people would get in his way. Uh, again, that goes back to, it doesn't mean you're an hard man and all that. I just felt that it was right. Um, and, you know confronted him he wasn't very happy he i think if we wasn't on a football pitch something else would have happened i would have been on the floor asleep but um he was um, yeah listen we had the, we had a confrontation confrontation sorted and uh yeah we move on and and obviously i helped how we become premier league player from
1: that so, uh, you know i'll take a lot of a lot <laughs> what 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 bullet point on your on your cv is that is that quite <laughs> is that quite wild <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: it, but the big, but the big man, the big man, done great, eh? For for, for what, for when he came to Luton, and and obviously uh, Mick being a big factor, and obviously um, I just think I just think the career he's had, and mm. and where he's got himself to, and where and what he did, and some of the clubs he played for, and uh, and also like you know getting to the Premier League is special, and, 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 and also uh, I don't know how much he talks about it, but he, he's a full international as well. Yeah, he mentioned
1: playing yeah, Scotland. Play um, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, so, how did, did he get uh, a full cap, or was it Scotland B?
2: Not that I'm having a dig, I'm just asking.
1: Oh, yes, I think it was.
2: A, I think it's B. It was a B cap. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that won't count for me. <laughs> but I, that, that's fine. <laughs> he, did, he did score though. He did score
0: in one game, one goal. He did score. Tra-
2: training don't count, mate. Oh. <laughs>
1: So, what what would you say? How he's reliable for
2: um... beating up centre halves, scoring goals, uh, relieving pressure, back to play? What he would do for the partner he played with was an unbelievable. Defensively, he was a monster. He, I I can't speak highly enough of him. He, he and what he made out of his career, and I'm not saying he wasn't good enough, but what he made out where you know we all have pathways and where. Some start at the top, start, some start in the middle. Uh, you know, you know what these Jamie Vardy stories and all that. But you know, how how we how we, we was league two. He was not. You know, nowhere near the player he ended. And that that takes a lot of dedication, application, hard work. And you know, uh, he's the one who improved. He's the one who got better. He's the one who made things happen. And. You only do that if you're a striker by scoring goals. I think Nico's, I mean, hit the nail on the head there. I think
0: Luton was, the, was probably the turning point for Howie's career. And I mean, in the respect that he'd come from Northampton, which are yeah. not disrespected to Northampton, but they weren't, um, he wasn't prolific there. I think he was nine goals was one of the most goals he scored in the season. I could be wrong, but like, um, he'd come to Luton and with the Mick, obviously being the legend he was and the way how we played at Luton it it, it had it had to improve him i mean i think i mean not being like buyers i think most players who come to Luton wherever you've come from if you've come from a a so-called lower league club you're going to improve because obviously we see the potential in you and we see the future in you as a player long term
1: no definitely I got a few friends over here who've listened to the podcast. How easy was he to understand with his Geordie accent? <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it was. A, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. That was fine. Not that bad, really bad, actually. Yeah. Not yeah,
2: too bad. Not too No, it wasn't. It wasn't that strong. It's probably got stronger now no. he's gone back home. But
1: yeah,
2: it wasn't that bad. No,
1: it wasn't. Yeah, there was
2: far. There was far. There was far worse accents in that changing room.
1: <laughs> what, are you talking about Jean Louis again, or <laughs> Berko.
2: Berko, yeah, <laughs> Emic Berkovic. I, that's someone I couldn't understand, and I roomed with.
1: Saying that, though, he made me breakfast, tucked me in, everything. <laughs> <laughs> he really struck me as a really nice guy, and he still reckon. I still reckon he scored one of the best goals we've ever seen with that overhead kick against Leicester. I think Hull. Was... Hull. Leicester.
0: He scored one well, at
1: Leicester yeah. as well. He scored one at Leicester, I yeah. think, as well. A oh, kick yeah.
0: Just yeah. after
2: we got he, he's, a spe- he's a special talent, Burko. Great lad. Great, great yeah. lad. Um, yeah. It, oh, yeah, I mean, he's back home now in Croatia. I haven't spoken to him for a long while, but, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's very talented. He was a game changer. At the level yeah. we was at, and when you can't afford certain game changer, he, he was our go-to person. He, he, he scored some big goals and made very clever, very technical, very creative, good player.
1: Yeah. Oh, I remember which goal you mean now. The header he scored against Hull to win us the title yeah. war, I know it was in February, won us the title, and then yeah. I was talking but about we the championship see
2: one. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, Howie. Howie's starting off up front, and who's next to Howie? This, this guy is probably the best finisher
2: I've ever played, trained with. Um, he um, was a big part of a certain club, getting to the Premier League, um, he had a massive game in a playoff final Um oh um, was he at QPR? I know you know was he at QPR? no, no. no? I know you know it no oh it wasn't
0: it. gosh I was thinking of um,
2: he scored an hat trick in the playoff final when it went to a penalty shooter
1: come on Andrew uh, I've got t- only two names in my head one's Kevin Phillips no that was the, that was, was the losing team that was yeah. the losing team
0: so it's 4-4, four, four, wasn't it? Charlton. Who was that? the forward. Correct. Ricketts? No. Um, Darren Bent?
2: He, 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 he was from the North East, like are
1: we? Oh, Charlton like bent. Four, so it can't be Bent
2: then.
0: Charlton 4, and 4. Oh, who was the Charlton hat-trick hero? Ambrose? Oh, oh, Johansson?
1: Joh- Johansson? Who else was no. there? No. From the North Short,
2: oh, short, my... stocky, blackout. Good finisher. God, he's going to annoy me. I'm sure. I here from the northeast. Hatrick. About no, about five nine, five ten. I have, I haven't got it. Nope. Go on. Clive Mendonca.
1: Clive
0: Mendonca. played against him many a time as well.
1: Gosh. That's a name. That's a blast from the past. That is. Yeah, Clive Mendonca. It is. He was. A, I remember playing against him. He was at Millwall. Clive Mendonca. So he played in the So was he? So you only played with him at Charlton then?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he came through. Obviously, no, he's actually there for a while, wasn't he, before you came through? Yeah, yeah. So, so
2: I, I came through. Uh, he was there, played with him, obviously first team squad, and uh, he obviously was part of that special game, crazy game. And um, yeah, I mean, he, and then he stayed at Charlton and uh, and played in the Premiership for him. It, it was called then, and stayed there for a, a good few a few few seasons, I believe. So,
1: best, best finish I've yet? ever,
2: well, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable, well, I mean, predominantly
1: right foot. What is it about just finishing? A, is it practice, you think? Um, is it, was no, it, did I he think, just spend all his whole day practicing, or is it just, he has it, or you don't have it? I
2: think it's a talent, I think it's, it's a lot of it's about decision making, do you slash at everything, do you try and help for leather, strike the ball, and, you know, whack the granny out of it, no, I just think, every time he knew when to lace it, in-step it, you know, place it, dink it, just everything. His decision-making was very, very good. Uh, and I just think he would complement having that. He was very good of his back to go as well. Uh, yeah, I was going to um, say I, that. He, he used to good. dig in and get his backside in. And he, for someone that's not as big as Aoi, I just think they would be a right hand. For I, don't there, mean, I, I
0: had, a, I had a, lot of games, <clears throat> a lot of games when I played against him when he was at Moor, I remember, um, mainly, like Nico just said, he used to get... Um, I mean, his backside into you and he was so strong. I mean, it was, and because he wasn't the biggest, I mean, he wasn't small, but he wasn't the biggest. And he used to win a, you know, yeah. one of the, enough balls in the air. And he had this. his timing was unbelievable because when you're a centre-half like myself and you're playing against someone who's a little bit smaller, it's really annoying when you getting beat in the air by someone like him. But it was a case of his timing. His timing was just superb of just jumping up and just, like, flicking it on.
2: Very good in the air. Yeah, like, like I say, I think he's back, he, he's back to play uh, when, he, when he, 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 he did frustrate defenders. I just think he's just such
1: a good finisher. I, and he was a big reason why Chowton uh, got, got to the Premiership, you know. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so how are you men, Doncra, up front? Who are we going for as your manager? Who is the best manager? And I um, I know we won't go into it, but I can guarantee there's a couple of names that won't go on that team sheet. But who are we? Um, <laughs> um, just to go through a few, I'll see your time at Preston. Um, for any yeah. Preston fans who do want to listen out, um, just to kind of go, you, you were signed by Alan Irvine, is that right? Uh, Paul Simpson. Paul Simpson, sorry. Um, what was yeah. it like uh, going at Preston um, and then going through a few managers while you're at Preston? Um up there. Uh, was that quite difficult? It, it, and... No, it's a good club. A really good
2: club. A well-run club. Good people. Um, I think, unfortunately, um, the, when I went to Preston uh, after, after the first season, or maybe even halfway through the season, my knee started to deteriorate really bad. And, and some of the things won't well, massively go into, but some of the things I had to do just to be able to train the next day was starting to worry and, you know, you can only have so many injections, so many operations yep. um, on, a, on a body part. And unfortunately, um, you know, it took its toll. And the, I can't speak highly enough of Preston. The Preston thing was fine. It probably got me out of my Leeds dilemma, but it, it didn't get me where I actually wanted to go. I wanted to come back, you know, back to Luton. And eventually, I, I, you know, went from Yorkshire to Lancashire. So it actually, uh, it just put a bit of a. De- I always say there was a delay coming back to Luton, which obviously there was. Um, but I, but ultimately, um, yeah, I don't. It's people there now that um, I have a player there now that I represent. Um, the club secretary is the same. The finance guy is the same. So I don't, Yeah, I mean, I, the, the physio's still the same. So um, I don't. I, I only have good things to say about Preston. Right. It just was that. Um, It was a shame that I just couldn't maintain my fitness, or you know, and stay there and and and, and give it a real good go. Unfortunately, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an individual uh, an individual uh, um, didn't help. It was it was nature, unfortunately, just my knee.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're going to managers. Who's the best manager you've ever played under?
2: The best manager. The 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 reason I'm saying this is just because I think he ignited my career. I think he um gave me an opportunity to become the Kevin Nichols I did. And um I'll always take my out to him. I don't I don't speak to him no more. I don't keep in contact with him no more. Um if I see him, I'd go and give him a great big cuddle. Um but yeah, he's that person I owe everything to because I think he he brought me somewhere and then things happened and gave me the status that, that Obviously, I got at that certain club.
1: Worst getting the in the world.
2: Yeah, the fridge. Yeah, I just like it's not not tactically not not um, not, uh, not not nothing really uh, about football. Just I owe so much to him. Um, I I've worked with some unbelievable coaches, but as a manager, I will never ever forget in bringing me to Luton Town Football Club.
0: Just joking here, just in case the listeners. Just uh, we call him the fridge. Just joking here, by the way. We're talking about. Yeah, Who gave yeah, him that name? Yeah. Sorry.
2: What's
1: no. his saying? did you, did you, you
0: give did you
1: give him that nickname?
0: I'll start. I Nick it's Nicko boy. No, it was not
2: me. was. Funny story. I've got a funny story about uh, Mick and, and and the fridge. If you want to hear it. Go on, tell him, tell him that. Right, Bristol Rovers away. I think we was playing three at the back. Marv was playing. <laughs> Marv, Marv, Marv played offside I'm not saying it's Marv played offside arm up anyway the goal the goal got given and, and there's a there's a debate and there's no anyway we come back to a changing room and this is a little bit that Marv talks about me sometimes not knowing when to shut up or sit down so all of a sudden Mick's going mad Joe's going mad screaming effing and blinding at Marv getting in his face or coming towards his face so I stand up to protect Marv and then Mick stands up to protect Joe well, we all know that was probably not a very good idea. As I'm, if you can imagine, I know it's very hard. If you can imagine, as I'm standing up, I've gone like that, and as I've seen Mick, I've gone back like that, <laughs> straight
0: back that. <laughs> see, my my version of that is slightly different to, to what Nico. had. I remember that game, and I'm. It was me, Boise. Ah, huh? yet yeah, me, Boise, yeah. and um. Was it Jude Sterling, it might have been. And it was a case that where Nick was saying to push up to us. And I was saying, and I wasn't pushing up because there was no pressure on the ball. And so every t- every 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 time Nick's shouting on the touchline, push up, push up. And then, like, I wasn't pushing up because there's no pressure on the ball. So when we've come in now, that Nick goes right, he's gone, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, And I've gone, well there's no pressure on the ball, Mick, so I can't push up. And he's gone, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why didn't you push up? And I, and I love Mick. And me and Mick, we even spoke about this to this day. We still speak about it. And I've gone, Mick, we can't push up because there's no pressure on the ball. If there's pressure on the ball, then we can squeeze. But if there's no pressure, we're not pushing up. Well, I'm not pushing up. And he went, Marv, but why are you not pu-? And I went, Are you? can you not hear me, you prick? And it was like... What did you say? Like, and this is, this is now Mick. And so, like, Nico's right. Because I said, I thought, I'm not going to back down now. I might get pummeled and splat across the dressing room, but I'm not backing down now. I said, you heard me. I called you a prick. And as he stood, stood up to come across, Nico stood up to step in front of to, to protect me, obviously, sort of thing. Because I probably would have need protecting. protect him. But, I mean, I think that both, one of Mick's punch would have gone through him and me, would have put us both on the ground. But I thought... I'm not I'm not backing down sort of thing. And then, like, the fridge is gone. Yeah, 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 calm down, calm down, calm down sort of thing. But, that, yeah, that's the story because I just went and sat on the bus and then Mick come on the bus and he just sort of, like, gave me the little finger to come off the bus sort of thing. So I got off the bus, walked down, and um, we were outside and he's gone, well, what was that all about? <laughs> that's just typical Mick. You know? And I go, what do you mean, what is that you. all about, Mick? I said... Nick, you were saying about pushing that when I couldn't push up, Nick, because there's no pressure on the ball. He's gone. Oh, okay, yes, but like, and it was fine. I mean, it was fine. But that—that—that's—that's that's the, the the version I that's saw. That—that—that—that's that.
2: that, 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 the beauty of what Mark's touching on there, though. That thing after the game is—we all wanted to win, and we all want to be successful. And the beauty of it now, and and the game has evolved. And there's a lot of thinking about. it. It's too like not going to massively get it, but it's too many people that hold grudges now. Correct, yeah in in life, not just football, but it's like you know move on, you know you don 't all have to agree no you have to treat and each that, other with respect, but you know it, it really is sad how some people go about their business unfortunately
0: and again, what Nico you said, we were all passionate, mix was i 'm passionate, and Nico's passionate, Mick's passionate, the fridge is passionate, and. If you're going to be successful or you're going to be um, like individually or collectively, you, know, you can't have a group of yes people, people just agreeing with everything what's going on. There's going to be disagreements. And like Nico said, the best ones are going to be the people who are not going to hold grudges, who are not going to turn around and think, oh, I can't believe he's like challenged me or whatever. And so Or oh, dug me not, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to play him next week or something like that. It's just totally different now. Totally different.
1: Ah, so you picked Joe Kinnear. Um, I heard also um, through Grapevine, you, you like a pair of scissors on the coach, apparently. Do you want to tell our listeners what? about that one? Regarding what? Scissors, I don't know, scissors. The scissors one about um somebody running up to Joe Kinnear and uh, going on his. Oh! On, on the coach, apparently. Was it him who fell asleep or something, or have I got the story? Who told, mixed that? Up? Who told us that one? Who
0: told us that? Someone told us that, yeah. They said that you. Cut. Kevin his Nichols tie. likes
1: to run run down the um. He walked down. Apparently, um, was it he fell asleep? Was it Joe he fell asleep next Who to told you? What is that, Kevin? That? And you, you leaned over and because he was fast asleep, you got a pair of scissors and cut his tie in half.
0: He's done that many. He probably can't remember Andrew.
2: He's done that many. He can't... But someone the was... Scissors, the, scissors, the scissors. The scissors are good around the chat. I don't remember. I may I may have done that. I don't know if it was Joe. It might, it might have been Joe. But someone
0: told us. That. I think Embo, I think it was Embo or
2: someone. I think it was oh, yeah, Embo was it. He, Embo's trying to deflect. What's Because because Joe tried
1: to get rid of him every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> what? So he wasn't a good enough keeper. So you reckon that Joe tried to stick him on transfer list every Monday?
2: I, I know he did. I know he did because he told he told everyone in front of the changing room every half time, or three o'clock. <laughs> Oh, Joe used to nail him. It was unbelievable.
1: Uh, so it was no wonder, fun. No wonder he
2: had no. No wonder he had no confidence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so getting back to Joe Kinnear, um so he was a great guy. But obviously, he, by the sound of it, he he was quite happy to join in with a bit of banter, um, a bit a bit of the joking around, and that's part of the team camaraderie. Is that right? And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think... I'd assume with Joe Kaneer he was quite happy to go up to the bar after the game and chuck hundred behind the bar for everybody, or.
2: Yeah, so it's quite relaxed. Uh, if it was a good, 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 per, good performance, good result, it, it, it would be, it would be fine on the bus having a crate on the way home. Um, I think when you were, when you're successful, when you're winning, which we started to do under Joe, and it become a routine. And there, there was losses, obviously, and bad performances, but there was a lot more positives than negatives. Um, you start to get gain credit. As long as you're delivering on the pitch, motto, what you've done off the pitch, like there were certain things, you know, it, prank, messing around. Pardon?
1: Yeah. He they, they, was like yeah. this. I'm not going to listen. Yeah. Outside, yeah. out of mind.
2: Yeah. It, yeah, he was in his office, chilled. He was yeah. fine, you know. Um, there was, there were, you know, yeah, I mean, I won't mention all the players, but a, a firework went wrong in the changing room and it sort of, ne- it, it sort of nearly exploded, but then all the sprinklers come on. But I think I was in credit because it was me. Joe just said, oh, it's, yeah, it's only Nico. It's fine. But I don't think he would. It, 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 was, it, it, was it was a good one to get away with. Put it this way, Andrew. Because it did go wrong. It did go wrong. Exactly. It could have killed someone. Do, do, no. Do you remember the person, the player who put the... No. The firework was, the firework was on the floor and it was frazzling away, sizzling away. And all was, it was supposed to go up didn't know what was going to happen if it went up. But it all, because of the vibration and it sizzling, it, it went on its side and then it took off.
0: <laughs> all right. But, who, but but again Nico who lit the firework? <laughs> is, well, I know. So an outdoor firework, I mean, and you know it went wrong he says, Andrew, right? And yeah. is an outdoor firework uh, I got how I got was in that? trouble though, didn't I? I got in trouble off Dickie the groundsman because of the pitch. How is, I know, yeah, but my point being, how is an outdoor firework not going to go wrong indoor? <laughs> Either way, if it's pointing up or sideways,
2: it's going to go wrong. <laughs> That's no, but we made a little. We made a little. We made. We made a little old for it in the ceiling. It just that was true. Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, yeah, that was true actually. So, so this set of fireworks you bought, you 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 shot Steenie's Oh, it, it, oh, oh it jocks up into thing. the into the. You you set one off in there. You generally buy fireworks in at least packs of three or four. What happens to the other ones?
2: Uh, we were
1: celebrating training,
2: and I said to the lads, we can't start training before we celebrate. I'm just letting off loads of rockets, and then we go, yeah, we're ready to train. <laughs> Ne- nearly got dealt with as well. Yes, he did. I taped his clothes to free rockets. Everything shredded. <laughs> come down like this. Bit. It was
1: shriveled. Everything was yeah. just shriveled. Oh, good love,
2: good love. I remember hiding Steenie's shoes on the back of the staff door, a nine inch nail through
1: the sole, of both
2: on the back of the door. Couldn't find them for weeks. He was going home every day. Someone's nicked me shoes. Someone's took which shoes. He's like, couldn't get it out of his system. Someone's done that. And he used to see him leaving Kenny with flip-flops, all his clothes. <laughs> and, just, it, it, just, and all they was, Andrew, all they was, all they had to do was close the door and he shoes on the back of the door.
0: Well, that was the funny thing. He's going home in his suit wearing flip-flops. <laughs> wearing flip-flops
1: in his suit. But like you say, when you're winning, who cares? Everyone turns a blind eye. So who Uh, was the biggest prankster in the dressing room then? Obviously, throughout that time, after you, who was? After you, who else was? It
0: wasn't
1: that. There's no one. There was no
0: one
2: really else. No one could compete. I I was. I was out there on my own, unfortunately. Yeah. Some 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 of the young lads coming through. The young like they would try and jump on and. And uh, but like, my young apprentices helping me set things up and all that, but yeah, that was there was loads of stuff, and some of the stuff I won't repeat. And that people are married now, but, but it's, it's 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 crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I can't, I know I not even the second time I went back to Luton, I was a different player, unfortunately, because of my knee and all that. Um, and but I still always give it my all and try to give it my all, even though. Uh, my, my my mind and body worked apart from my knee. I just wasn't... I can talk about it now and reflect. I just wasn't the same player the second time. And that is probably frustrating for the fans. But believe me, it was more frustrating for me, knowing what I used to be at Luton, Kevin Nichols. And when you're going back and you're not that Kevin Nichols,
1: that's very difficult to deal with. Yeah, it would be. And especially you had a whole new team when you came back second time round. It was pretty much, probably with the exception of Seoul, um, everybody yeah, else that did, that, was different. That, 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 but that didn't bother me.
2: What, uh, that, that didn't bother me. Because I knew what I was getting myself into. I was leaving Preston to come back. What bothered me was the deteriorating, deteriorating. And then i will go to London, i will have surgery, i will have injections. I, I, I just, in the end, this was working. And my art was working. Because I just wanted to be all right and be a winner. And, and save Luton, which we, you know, we fouled. We didn't. Um, but yeah, it, it was just tough, tough, tough to take. But uh, like you, like I say, when you get older and when you're not a football player no more, you can reflect and, you know, uh, all I can do is apologise to the club, the fans. But it weren't for the want of trying, you know. I think
0: I, think I could just um, pop in there and just say, you have to take in consideration how much... I mean, everyone knows how much it means to me, this club, but it's no different for Nico, even though he, was, he didn't spend his whole career there because just the whole sheer fact that the second time around for him, for someone of his calibre to drop down two divisions now, we're talking two divisions, right? Not one, two divisions. and not, We're not even talking about financial side of it as well, which um, would have had an impact on him as well because, again, there's too many times people talk about Players only care about what their pay, their pay packet. They only care about themselves. I mean, Nico loves Luton and love Luton. And um, like I said, drop, he's dropping two divisions. And then, so I don't think anyone at the time realised the situation, what he was deciding with regards, like his whole life. It was a case of, like, I want to come back to Luton because I love Luton. He generally does love Luton. There's people who say they love clubs and it's that you see them kissing their badge and all that nonsense. You know, action speaks louder than words. And so, I mean, like I said, and this is one of the reasons why Nikos is one of my top, top, top best friends in the game.
1: No, I, I agree. And, and you look at... So you were quite often photographed in the stands um, with the Luton fans. Um, is that something you you enjoy just going in the stands. You get to do it much these days, um, obviously apart from COVID. But you know what I mean. Do you get to still sit in the sit in the crowd and and jump around in the terraces?
2: Uh, no, unfortunately, um, I haven't been back to Luton quite a lot, uh, like very rarely. Um, I just maybe maybe um, that's just because of the job I do now. Um, I've never been invited back to anything, um, which is a bit strange, but it is it is what it is. Um, But like I say, um, them days of being with the fans, the punters, uh, I would do it all over again, singing songs, having a laugh. Um, I remember Shrewsbury away when I was... (laughs) I didn't play the last game of the season because if I get booked, I would have been banned for the following season. So I even messed that up, really. Couldn't even play the last game of the season. But actually, probably I had a better day with the fans, actually, than the game. So it was was a good crack, to be fair. And it was Shrewsbury's old ground. So, um, but yeah, the, I can't speak high enough. The fans have always been good to me. I know there's been some um, frustrating moments for them and airy moments, but over the over the old time of the both periods of uh, being a Luton Town player, I've always tried my best, and I will always uh, look back with fond memories at the football club, the people there, um, the fans, and also you know my teammates, which helped me achieve what I did achieve because. It's not Kevin Nichols that achieves it. It's Luton Town Football Club. And it's the, the group of players supported by the fans. It's, never, it's not about individuals. And just
0: touching on that last little bit now, Nick, um, what I mean, we often answer, especially the ex-Luton players, because um, of our connection, what is your most memorable Luton
2: game and why? My most, my most is, is probably the, um, the Wembley game, just because I knew it was going to be my last important big game. Luton, which will always stay with me. Um, winning it is a bonus. Seeing your teammates' faces, the fans—I mean, the support we had was incredible—and it just shows you what the fan base is about. Luton, just when they can finally, you know, I know COVID's kicked in, and but you know, if they ever do get to their their new home, their new stadium, the fans, the, the Wembley, prove what what that is, uh, what the fan base is. But that game um just is it's my like it was a bit really really sad because in my last league in my last league game cruelly away I got took off um and I didn't you know I don't want to think that think about that's my last ever game in football actually but the final was like I always say that's my last game for Luton because obviously the team performed um and along with the team performing I performed and you know um the, 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 I'm just thankful the knee held up for for that game really because um, no it's, it's something that you can cherish isn't it do you know what I mean it's, you know it's put a lot of, lot of lot of smiles on a lot of people's faces and it, and it took a lot of heat off of what the club was going through when we didn't survive staying in the football league you know it, it, it was it, it was a tough tough thing to take but obviously at least, at least there was a memorable moment in that season um, it took a while to come back to league football as we all know but um yeah, I mean, no one's going to turn down that kind of day. I, I suppose we wouldn't be talking like this if we lost, but we didn't, so that was right. the main thing. And just, and just finally, um, just for some of those. I've got one more that... thing. I've got a really, oh, I got, really, I got, got a really strange game that I was proud of. Everyone connected to the football club, I include the fans in this and the players. Did you remember when we was beating Liverpool three one?
1: Yeah.
2: I've never gone home. I used to go and sit in a room, sulk like a baby. No one come near me, wife, kids, mum, dad. Oh, leave me alone. Just used to, used to sulk. Bad loser, real bad loser. I and I can say this, that it's the only time I drove home with a smile on my face when we nearly beat <laughs> who went on to win the, the cup final. It was Liverpool when we 3-1 up. Obviously, we know what happened. We lost 5-3, but I was so proud of the, the night, you know, like the occasion, evening game. We should have won. We didn't win. Um, the players were brilliant on the night. The fans were like, it, it was just an unbelievable occasion. But it's a real weird feeling that I had because normally when I lost, I was not a good person to be around. But I was all right going home. Pretty strange, isn't it? <laughs> it is yeah. strange. Well, you really scored strange. the penalty to put a three-one up, didn't you? So Yeah, no. Robbo, Robbo scored a really good goal and, and, and three went up. I just, think, uh, I just think, you know, maybe when you look back on it, I don't know. Mr Newell will know because he was the manager but you know did we should we have shut up should we have gone more like a, a five in midfield and just left one up front but I think we just we only knew one way and, and listen it, that way eventually um, it's on the backside. and you know it's unfortunate because we should have won that game and it would have been brilliant for the football club against, but
1: you know against the Champions League holders
2: yeah yeah and then Gerard win like I think the final was at Cardiff they, they beat West Ham didn't they in the final
1: Shot. yeah Yes, yeah. yes. No, great player. And Marv, your final question. Yeah, um,
0: we, we, we often speak to the guests and, and sometimes it's very interesting to hear what, I mean, just to let people know, what are you doing now and what are you at? I mean, we've, we've touched on it a little bit, but um, if you can just speak about your role within yeah. the company and stuff and, and what you're doing.
2: So uh, I'm a, I think they call them intermediaries now, football agent um, for Elite Management Agency. Um, my brother's company set it up in 2009 and now I'm just uh, unfortunately not going games and, and meetings at the moment but as um, soon as we can go to games we'll be going to games and just represent players you know established players young players players that need guidance help and really just trying to make them be a, a better rounded person off the pitch and and succeed and, and, and fulfil their potential you know Um I really enjoy it. Keeps me out of trouble or out the pub, should I say? Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I like going to games. I like, I like going to spot someone. I like going to have that meeting and, and work with them and ask, do they want to be represented? Are they looking for an aid? I like that side of it. I really do. I like being part of a process. My mind still works. I love football. I adore football, but I just can't play it no more, unfortunately. Um, but what I can do is I can, be, I can be part of someone else's journey now and try and uh, help them to fulfil it and also speak openly about things that I would have probably changed when I was a player and a little bit younger or their age.
1: So, yeah, I enjoy so, uh, so, agents have got to be... I'm going to be totally straight with you. Agents got quite an, a bad rep, um, particularly, I mean, the media a couple of days ago, about the 30 million... Um, the agent was going to take for the Jadon Sancho um, deal to United. What do you try and do then that's different? Um, what are you trying to do to kind of either change the agent's perspective, but not that's probably not a, a worry for you. But what are you trying to do in terms of yourself or the company um, to make yourselves different? Just, uh,
2: be more personable. Uh, I, I'm there 24-7. Um, I try and treat, it doesn't matter what crest is on the shirt, I treat every player the same. I follow up any lead. I'm just there. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a counselor. I don't mind the mentor side of it. I don't mind being there for someone. But for me, it's about it's a personable service. I ain't gonna knock my agent. My agent was very good for me. And the and as footballs evolved and the worlds evolved, being a football agent's evolved as well. I was with a company called Stella, who were Gareth Bale's agent, a guy called David Manassi who I still speak to now, still get on with. They're the biggest in this in in England. Um, but they are so so different. They, they you know, you, you become a, you become a number there. Whereas in our company, you become a name, a person. You have a story. Everyone has a different way of getting to their final pathway. And I just the personal touch, the finer details, are massive for me. And I, I, I'll always be the same. I was a people's person. I was nearly captain everywhere I went. And I just think I've took that on into agency but just not being able to play no more. Trust me, if I could play and not
1: do this, I'd play every day of the week, but I just can't. Um, thank you so much, Kevin Nichols. Um, is there any message you want to give to I suppose you've kind of given a bit of message for fans, but any quick snapshot you want to give to um, any of you, any fans from previous clubs? Um, before we no, no up I the just, I
2: just, hey, um, good luck this season for Luton. Had a really good start. Um, and hopefully uh, fans can come into the stadiums very, very soon. It will be better for football generally, or all sporting events. But obviously we're into football massively, and um, yeah, listen. Hopefully, Luton um, can sustain and be um, competitive in the Championship for for a second season in a row, and then it'll put them put them in good stead for to, to build on that. And um, hopefully, then once we get over COVID, the uh, the new home can can come or it can get going again and and, um, the fans can um, you know get through the turnstiles a lot more and and, and support the club Fantastic
1: Fantastic well thanks very much for your time and that is the end of another episode of My Best Eleven Podcast thank you so much Kevin Nichols, and thank you Marvin Johnson as ever